Hi. Hello. So I want first of all to ask about Cosifan Tut because like even a few months ago this project didn't even existed and it was such a spontaneous <laughs> idea. So how did you came a part of it and what was it like for you? For me it was a huge surprise of course. Mm-hmm. I felt it was like a sun in in the dark because we had all those cancellations of yeah. course. I was supposed to do my debut in Short Vigin Cosifantute in April in Berlin mm-hmm. and we were in the middle of the rehearsal in March when everything stopped. Mm. And uh, my Gilda in Paris in Rigoletto was also cancelled. So suddenly when I got the call from Salzburg asking if I wanted to be Short Vigin this summer, it felt unreal. It was also a chance that I already learned the role. So it's still a role I have never sung. I didn't do my debut because mm. it has never come true. So I have never sung it, but I had studied. We started the rehearsal on the 1st of July, mm-hmm. and I knew about Salzburg in the middle of June. So if I hadn't mm-hmm. knew Fjordiliki, I think I, I would have said yes in any case, but it would have been a lot of stress suddenly to learn the whole part. So yeah. that was a chance for me that uh, even if I haven't sung the part, I had learned it. So... I felt I felt it was like a, a gift mm. because I wanted so much to do this to sing this role, and now I have the opportunity to sing it and also make my debut in Salzburg in the summer. I I have already done concert in Salzburg, yeah. but I have never done a whole production like that. So it's um it's so much joy. <laughs> nice, and I imagine it's still very stressful because it's only two weeks uh, before you go to. Uh, rehearsal in Salzburg. Yeah, but it was more joy than stressful. I must okay. say, I, I felt stressed, of course, because it's difficult. But I had so much mm-hmm. excitement. It was, it, it, I was hoping for something like that. I mean, I was happy to have a little break. It was good, but it yeah. was enough. I wanted to go to the on stage again. And uh, if I yeah. didn't have Salzburg, I will have my whole summer free and. Uh, my whole September month is also a very, a lot have been cancelled. So yeah. it was for me, it was more about something joyful than stressful, that's for sure. Mm. What's the experience with uh, rehearsing? Because I read there's uh, restrictions and there's color codes and, and... Yeah, precisely. That worked very well. We have groups. So, of course, all the soloists, the conductor the stage manager and their assistants, we are all in the same group. It's the red group. It's the group that we are, of course, touching, speaking to each other closely, and we are the ones. We have, of course, no restriction in this group because Mm -hmm. on stage we have to act. So we are doing a test. We did one before we came here. We we are doing one tomorrow, and we are are going to test uh, regularly before okay. we don't have the, the, the virus, but that counts only in the red group. Then we have the orange group, and with this group, we need to have a mask mm-hmm. and uh, to not be too close. And if we are, it's really only an urgency, and we have to write it down in a little book. And then okay. there is the yellow group, and this yellow group will need to not have contact if, possi- if possible. So it, it's kind of clear, and it's working pretty well because... Mm-hmm. Um, we still have the freedom to be on stage to act really, and it's we feel I feel safe. I am mm-hmm. I am not stressed. The only stress I have is that if there is the virus, this production could be cancelled, and that will be something so mm-hmm. terrible for mm-hmm. me because I am so glad to sing 
uh, in Salzburg and to sing this opera and with those wonderful colleagues. I am more stressed that I am not going to sing this role, that I am going to be ill. I, I am, that's okay. okay. I, feel, I, I feel the structure is, is working and the rehearsal are mm-hmm. really working very well. Okay, nice. And uh, I've heard that the same system will be applied to other theaters, so they could start working on early yeah, exactly. on. I don't know. I don't know in mm-hmm. Berlin how they are going to do, but I think okay. it's very important that Salzburg they have the courage to do it because they are one of the few festivals who are still open and who are doing something. So they show the example that it's still possible, mm-hmm. and it's a must actually that the culture and the theaters and the opera houses and the concert still goes on and we shouldn't wait a whole year that the virus is completely under control. We have to be we have to make it work with the virus because otherwise it's for me it's like accepting that only the bad stuff in life are continuing. People take the planes again, people go to restaurants and everything and then the culture is dying and that can't yeah. be possible. So I feel it's so important that Salzburg is showing that it is possible. And of course, we are responsible. We are really mm-hmm. responsible of it. And we need to take it seriously and to do the best we can. And of course, when we go grocery shop, we have the mask. And we are not going into cloudy, mm-hmm. like in where it's too many people, I, I go away. So of course, it's, everyone has to be responsible. But I hope, I hope it will work. It's not, mm-hmm. it's really, it, it would be an yeah. amazing experience. With the audience itself, I, I think the audience members would be like a real fans of music and uh, the festival to show up in this uh, kind of environment. I want to ask about the, the audience part of this uh, performance. What is the relationship with the audience? Does it change this time? No. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. It's, it's only the audience are going to be twice less, of course. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a full house, we are going to have a half. So that changed something. Of course, people are more, perhaps will be more shy because more mm-hmm. alone in the room and the energy will be different because having a public with masks on and a half room is completely different for us, the energy we will receive. But I think the public from us, it's the same. I am, I am not performing in another way because I know there is a virus. I am doing completely the same. I, I'm doing the same way if there were, if there were not the virus. Mm-hmm. When I am on stage, of course. <laughs> okay. What is the most important for you in the rehearsing and in the performance? Is it important for you to have a calm environment or something exciting? I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, the most important is to have colleagues and stage manager and the conductor who I feel elevated with. Mm-hmm. I need to have people that where I feel challenged and where I feel, wow, this is a high level and I need to be at my best. Mm-hmm. I hate when the environment is an environment of mediocrity and where people, they only come because, uh, well, it's the job and uh, it's for the money okay. or it's because uh, they have sung a thousand thousands of times the same role as I don't have the energy anymore. I hate that. I feel mm-hmm. diminished and I feel I have less energy. So I prefer an environment, even if it is stressful, even if it's a lot of expectation, I, mm-hmm. I feel I am even better because all those elements, they are yeah, helping mm-hmm. me to give 100% and even more of who I am and trying my best to give the best 
musically out of it and also the best theatrical um, on the theatre level on the stage. Do you feel that uh, pressure or, or that it is a challenge to sing Mozart in Salzburg where everyone knows, mm -hmm. knows it by heart? Yeah. Um, no, I'm very happy actually to, to start. Of course, it's, everything is challenging. I, I mean, from the moment you are on stage, you are naked. Mm -hmm. You are in a position where everyone can criticize you and you need to prove who you are. And so in any case, even if it was Puccini, Strauss, Mozart, uh, uh, I don't know, Vivaldi or Rossini, it would have been the same. Of course, I feel it truly beautiful that I make my debut in the summer first spring with Mozart. I feel yeah. I am honored more than everything. And I think I am not scared about the public. I mean, I think the public wants to love you. They they don't want to hate you. Mm -hmm. The one who wants to hate you is more the journalist or the one who doesn't like you from the beginning and have decided to to say you are you are bad. But the public they want something true on stage and they mm -hmm. want they want something authentic. So I think my job is not to think about oh am I going to be loved but it's more how can I give the most true, the most authentic and the most truthful version of Sobeligi mm -hmm. with my voice? How do you approach this role? I imagine there's a lot of people to consult with. How do you see her and what do you want to uh, bring into the character? I am very, very lucky to work with Christoph Lloyd because mm -hmm. he is a wonderful stage manager. And I must say I'm very relieved also because he has mm -hmm. a kind of the same view of Shabilici and mm -hmm. he also brings some some new stuff that I haven't thought about but I mean I feel he respects Shabilici and he makes her a, a, a true woman that means not just a little girl that has some some mm -hmm. caprice to just think ah oh, I want to change boyfriend it's not it's not yeah. like that and I feel I can truly respect Jodinici mm -hmm. and I can love her on stage. And that is so much important that you love the person you play. Not only you can love a bad, a bad person. I, I mean, on mm -hmm. stage, you can love to play a bad person, but you have to love to play this character. And sometimes that is a problem. Most of the time I feel with the stage manager and okay. Mozart opera also, they don't give enough texture to the person. Okay. I mean, to the character. We have to make it in three dimensions and not two dimensions. And that is what's super important for me. Like Fiorelliti, mm -hmm. she changed during the opera. And it's because there are everything that happens, the, the lovers who goes, the new one who comes again and who makes to, to do suicide and then the Sina who also says to them, you should love them and everything, that changed her. And that makes that yeah. everything, every event is so much important. And the way I want to do a Chardiliti is not only to do her like on over superflu, you say in mm -hmm. French, like without any uh, deepness. I, I feel she's an incredible woman. And um, I can play so much thing with, with her. I can play, of course, the loving woman. I can play also the the one who is pissed off because uh, Despina uh, annoys her, the one who is super sad because her lover goes, the the one who is uh, very proud because she has a lot of proud proudness in her, uh, the one who is of course shocked by the situation of those two mm -hmm. new guys coming in her home and everything and all those colors 
it gives mm. so much strength and very exciting and complete character to play on stage. And that is what my rule is always to respect the character I have on stage. And I, mm-hmm. I can't respect a woman on stage that I have to play if I can't feel she is clever. She can be bad. She can done. She can do bad things. It's not. It has nothing to do with morality. But I have yeah. to feel that she is not dumb, and that that is the most important. And and in in this case, it's really nice to work with Christoph because he has read the the libretto mm-hmm. a very fine and intelligent mind, and that is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it it seems that there's a lot of discovering of the character that is another woman and it's interesting for me in this process of creating a character do you feel like do you uh, learn more about yourself and come more closer to yourself or do you kind of run away from from yourself mm-hmm. neither both I, I would say mm-hmm. i learn more about artistically on me of course playing yeah. playing like acting strategy right now i learn how to act on this woman and of course I learn some rules I want to have on stage for example that my body should always stay alive that doesn't mean I have to move the whole time but it does mean that I have to listen all the time what is to to listen and to watch what is happening on stage never wait because in this opera there is a lot of interaction listening to what another singers do and that is creating something in ourselves so that I'm learning for example that So I am growing up as an artist and as a singer, of course, also the music makes me makes me grow up. But I wouldn't say I'm escaping or I am learning more about myself. It's more about my artistically self, <laughs> I will say I'm learning it all. And it's also very interesting that Joanna Malwitz will be the, the first female to conduct the opera in the festival. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you already started working with her? Yeah, yeah, she's there because from the beginning. She's there all the day in the rehearsal, and that is also truly important because some conductors mm-hmm. they only come like two, three days before the rehearsals on stage, and so you have no real relation yeah. with them. And yeah. she, she has been there from the first day, and every day, and she's watching all the rehearsals, and she's very precise in what she wants, and um, she has also. She knows the score very well, mm-hmm. so it's also very inspiring to sing with her. Also, very interesting that you come to singing more from the acting. Uh, the the acting and theater was something that you wanted to discover and use in singing. So mm-hmm. I want to ask now, how much do you put attention to acting? Does it complement the singing, or is it something like a different part of the performance? Oh no! For me, it's a, it's a whole. I feel that when I am on stage, when I feel myself, that I am feeling the character I am I am playing. That I feel that it's it's right what I'm doing. What I when I feel free on stage, when I feel inspired, then the voice goes with. And in contrary, when I feel that my body is blocked on stage, I don't know what to do. I don't feel inspired by the moment. I feel that I have to artificially make a reaction. Mm-hmm. That I can hear it in my voice after all. Of course, it also exists that sometimes, for example, Christophe he asks me to lay down on the floor, mm-hmm. and sometimes I have to tell him right now it's impossible because it's technically too difficult. Yeah. But that is something else. In general, the acting part is completely helping the singing, 
And acting doesn't mean moving around the whole stage. Mm-hmm. Acting can be something very fine, very uh, discreet, very very precise, and it gives an energy inside of yourself. Like instead of yeah. feeling empty, you feel full. And of course, with the, it's the same when you make sports, for example. You feel an energy from it, and after the whole day, you feel better. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's the same with singing. If I am acting well, I feel an energy from it. I receive something from my acting, and this also gives something special for my singing. But I imagine that acting in, in the opera, it's still really different than to just sing words as in theater. Are there moments when the the music and what you want to express is not come perfectly aligned? When the stage manager is good, yeah, it's aligned, and that goes away. And that's where mm-hmm. also I feel that Christoph is so clever because it goes never against the music. I feel the one who does that, they are not good, and they shouldn't do opera because you have you always have to remember that the composer wrote the music for the text. Mm-hmm. And so if he wrote this music at this moment, it's because it has a meaning. Yes. The the stage manager, the one who staged opera, they have to be as sensitive for the music as the text. So mm-hmm. if, there is, if there is written a piano in the music, you can't do that. The two uh, women are shouting at this moment on stage. It's not possible. Yeah. You have to be clever enough to see, no, that is another thing. Even mm-hmm. if, I, if I say, for example, quel furor. Like we are super angry if, yeah. if it is written piano in the music. Yeah. That means, of course, it has to be very intense, but in yourself, and mm-hmm. you can't shout it out. But, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty obvious when 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 the composer wants something very precise, it's mm-hmm. it's easy to read. And of course, sometimes you have multiple reading, and you can, and that is the fun. You can così tutti, I think you have thousands of ways of doing yeah. it. And all of them are correct. Yeah. It depends so much about the way you read the text. And it has every sentence has to be cleverly understood. And if it is, if you feel that you find the red line in, in the story and that you find the right characters, because Shodiliji in another production, of course, mm-hmm. I could try to do it completely different. But in any case, I will never do her dumb. So that's, that's in, from the beginning... Yeah. I only have to say that she is clever. And yeah. from that on, you can play so much and you can express so many uh, colors. So that depends after all, after the, 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 the stage manager. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, that is the exciting part in it. How much importance do you put on the previous interpretations of the character? And is there a performance that is uh, ideal? I am still searching. I, of course, mm-hmm. there are a lot of big singer who sang her mm-hmm. and who have recorded Christian Tutti. Yeah. And I respect all of them, but I am still trying to find um, the interpretation where I feel the closest to. Because right now, either it is the voice I doesn't I don't feel close to, either it is the, the acting of the singer and the interpretation of the role. So I would say there is one singer called Carol Vaness, She is a very famous Mozart singer, and um, I just discovered her some days ago, and uh, she is an inspiration. And then, of course, I am trying to inspire me also singers I admire, even if they haven't done the role, but that is also more difficult. It's easier yeah. if you find, like, Kalas Norma, and then you can really get inspiration from it. 
But yeah. um, Giordinici, I think it, I will find my inspiration. But right now I am more finding it in uh, movies or in uh, reading books, in mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. that uh, only on singers. What do you usually learn from your favorite opera singers? Like uh, you mentioned the five favorite singers. Uh, Maria Callas, Vene Fleming, Mariela de Villa, Anna Netepko, and Luntine Price. So I want to ask, what's the main lesson that each of these singers yeah. brings to you? I must say I have changed a little bit. I don't get so much in inspiration of Anna Netepko anymore because she has changed a lot in a, in a way that I can't follow anymore and I am I am completely respectful that she is a very, very good singer. That is no question. Yeah. But uh, the way she does now her career, the way she sings, I feel more and more far away from mm-hmm. it. Um Kalas completely. She is she is the main inspiration and if I can say I, I feel like soul sister. She is the one who always when I feel a little bit uh, depressed or if I feel that oh the opera world is complicated and sometimes you are working with colleagues who have not all the expectation you have. And um, I remember also that her, she felt alone and she was yeah. also struggling with the milieu, with the opera world, which yeah. is a very difficult world with a lot of conventionality and a lot of weird men, powerful mm-hmm. men who are also complicated to deal with. So she is my ground, really, someone I'm referring to a lot. Um, vocally, Marielle de Villa is okay. for sure someone technically, vocally, I am admiring because she's now a very old woman and she's still singing and with a very nice technique. But I don't feel any emotions from her. And that is my problem. That was mm-hmm. also, I don't want to become like, like Maria de Villa. I don't want to become a technique machine. I don't think that is something that gives as much emotion as someone more, perhaps a little bit less technically correct, but who gives her heart. Now I am listening a lot to Rosa Poncel. Rosa Poncel is also a singer Maria Callas is referring to a lot. It's old school uh, singer. She has everything. She has Poncel, it's written, she has the technique, a wonderful voice, not an easy one. It was a, quite a complicated voice. She doesn't have the the high the easy high notes, but mm-hmm. she has a color and she has a sensitivity and intelligence that every time I have to interpretate a role, uh-huh. I am trying to thinking and to listening to her recording, and I'm finding always so much inspiration out of them. She is one of the finest interprets I have discovered until now. She is also a great inspiration. Mm-hmm. What performances from Salzburg Festival, the history of 100 years, had the most inspired you? And maybe if there was something like a time machine, is there a performance that you would like to go back to and maybe be a part of? Oh, I don't, I, that I can't answer. Of course, I have I have watched when um, the Traviata with Anna Netrebko when she was young. Yeah. Of course, it did something in me because suddenly you had this very beautiful, powerful woman with so much energy on stage. And I felt she did something that was very inspiring on the moment. Of course, there are so much Mozart production in Salzburg that I admired. And perhaps 
yes, I, I could say one of my dream would be to do the Salome from Valikovsky uh, last year. The, mm. This role with this staging would be a true dream to do. There was also an interesting thought that I've read that um, the, there is no link between a person's popularity and their artistic excellence. And then I thought yes. that it would be really challenging relationship with your own popularity. And how do you manage this side of professional life? I don't feel popular in a way. In a way, I don't make any effort to be popular. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people who follow me on social media is truly because they like my singing. You know, I am not doing anything else. Like, I don't want to say any names because, of course, I know everyone tries his best. And, and of yeah. course, everyone does the like he or she wants. But for me, there are so many singers. They are working much harder to be popular, to have mm -hmm. uh, great pictures of them every day on the Internet, to do video, to uh, do um, so much things, master classes and everything the whole day long so that they are always on the top of the of the intention and I am not doing that. Sometimes I have I do nothing on social media in two weeks and um, the pictures I post are more about uh, other artistic experience or some travel I do that I love and yeah. I am so I don't feel scared that my popularity could suddenly take my artistic qualities away. I do it, of course. I have social media, but it's a must now. It's really, it's, and I didn't have them two yeah. years ago, yeah. and I started, or three years ago, because I did my first recording, and with my label, Warner Music, they told me, you need to have social media. You can't do without it, because yeah. we need your popularity to also sell CD and albums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, of course, now it's a reality, and it's a reality that if you are not visible enough, you have less chance to succeed so you have to do with this reality and I want to have a very very good career so I of course I take this reality and I am also thinking when I have not do something on social media in a long time I'm thinking okay now is the time because you shouldn't get too silent you, sh you have to stay on on the front line it's really important mm -hmm. but that will never be my first concern never and um, my first concern will always be the way I prepare my roles, the extreme mm -hmm. requirements I put in my in the way I learn my role, in the way I, I'm learning my technique, I am working on my singing technique all the time. I never feel I will finish and I never feel that I am ready for something. All the time it's new, all the time I have to sing even a role I have already sung, I am starting naked again and I have to find the right way of doing it. And of course, it's a lot of stress. Of course, it's very demanding, but I will never stop to do that. And I will never think, well, now I am an established singer, I can sing, and I'm good enough to give advice to everyone, mm -hmm. and everyone should listen to me. Never. And and perhaps once I will be a teacher, I don't know. Right now, I, it, I could impossible, because I have so much questions still yeah. <laughs> on technique, on about acting, and also about all the roles I want to sing that I haven't sung yet. Mm -hmm. It feels impossible that I feel I am now a singer. I am yeah. a singer in a way I have a voice, and this is something true, and I will never doubt that I have a voice, but I am always learning, always mm -hmm. That is something I can't share with a lot of people, I feel. That is, yeah. most of the time, you have to just 
show that you are ready and you feel it is in your cause. And until you don't feel 100% sure about something, you shouldn't do it. And um, I never feel 100% okay. sure about something. Even uh, when I have to sing a role, I am doubting. Mm. What usually helps you? Like, do you have uh, certain mentors that you feel you can trust in that yes. has the answers? I have my, my vocal teacher, of course. But I am also working a lot with a dramaturg, a woman who helps me with, I take acting lesson with her. I take also, we read a lot the libretto together and find all the little details mm -hmm. that I can't find alone because I don't have the skills. So she is very important also to, to make me grow up as an artist. I also have friends, of course, that I can trust, get uh, inspiration from in, in, in the life. But I feel I'm very lucky because I feel, I feel surrounded by the right people. And uh, this, of course, gives me a huge strength. I can also count on myself and I don't want to be dependent on, on anyone. And I, I am sure I could also prepare a role, a role alone. But I feel it's less fun and it's less challenging. And I prefer to get inspiration from the outside, from other people, from also, I get a lot of, and I feel very supported by artists that I admire and also painter yeah. and writer and also dead people. If I, if I can say like, uh, I don't know, like what yeah. writers that I admire or painter like Picasso. Or, like I'm just reading, I, I love reading also biographies. And this, those are my companion um, who helped me to go on stage. It's really interesting to ask about daily life of opera singer in the 21st century because you mentioned that things are really changing with the social media and also um, I read that when you say opera singer people think that you're coming from other centuries and mm -hmm. that there's a story of, of your mother that lost her career after giving birth So it seems like this this career of a opera singer is really evolving into into something. And how do you see it today? <laughs> I don't have any perspective. I am living okay. the opera life. That yeah. like I don't feel there is Elsa on stage and there is an Elsa in life. Of course, I feel very different from the character that I have to sing. But the woman behind all this mm -hmm. is the same me. I am. I feel completely inspired by opera. I feel I live for it and I, I live for singing and not only opera, of course, also melody, leader and concerts and everything that has to be on stage. I would love also to do theater once and to, to try that out and yeah. to try if I can act as well without singing because that is mm -hmm. more challenging for me because yeah. the, the voice is actually quite protecting me. But I mean, I, I have no idea what is a singer's life because it's actually just my life. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I feel is that a lot of young singers now and people, they write to us, to, to opera yeah. singers and to artists in general, and they have a contact, a direct contact. Mm -hmm. I answer them, for example, on Instagram. If someone is writing me a message, a personal message, yeah. I will take the time to answer. Yeah. And I mean, that okay. is a huge change. Mm -hmm. Because before, if you wanted to have a, a conversation with Kalash, you should either be a friend or either be someone in the opera or just yeah. have a signature. But you will never have like the easiness that today some young singer has to just ask me, uh, what do you do to warm up, for example? Mm -hmm. So that is a huge change. 
I don't know if it is a good or bad change, bad change. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about that. I just know it's a fact. It's the fact also that a lot of people, yeah, they trust yeah. themselves to also mm-hmm. write to us and to us. So I feel that we are way more accessible. And that, of course, creates something with the fan and with the people who like them and who follow us. So that is, for me, the main change, that we are more, a little bit more like everybody. I don't, yeah. that's why I, I can't say it's good. I, sometimes I feel I would like that people couldn't write to me so easily on social media because I feel that sometimes I just think it's a hobby to be a singer, but it is not. It's something, it's something tr- very, very demanding. And mm. for me, it's a life, it's a true lifestyle. Sometimes to be able to have to be so accessible, I mean, sometimes it's a little bit tiring because Mm-hmm. I, I would also love to be a little bit more protected. But mm-hmm. now today it's different. So I am, mm-hmm. it's also a real reality I am accepting and I am living with. Yeah. I've heard an opinion of a musician that music should be something that you earn to understand through studying, through exercising, and that the musician can't go to the audience and explain, but that the audience should Uh, learn and and better themselves in order to understand musician. Would you agree with this? Yeah, I think it's something today that we are losing also. It's like we think everything should be easy, fast, Mm -hmm. understandable from the first reading, not too complicated. So so now we are in a society where people, they read two sentences and they make an idea of those two sentences. Mm -hmm. And uh, today it's rare that people read a whole article they Mm. read the the big lines and they make an idea out of it and Mm. I feel that sometimes people who come to the theater or to the opera or the one who reads books and go to the museum is the same they want to have a clear idea from the beginning and not to make too much effort and that I am completely against I think culture should not be for only educated people. That is not what I'm saying. You shouldn't be like knowing all Shakespeare piece mm-hmm, of, of mm-hmm. writing and every Mozart opera. I think you can come to Cosi Fantuti and to it's your first opera. That is no problem. Yeah. But there is something in the mind setting, something to be willing to be curious, to be willing to make an effort, to be willing to be concentrated and to stay concentrated in two hours. Mm-hmm. And even if you sometimes, me too, when I'm opera, sometimes I think it's boring. So if it's boring, mm-hmm. you have to trust yourself that it is not good enough on stage. I feel that sometimes mm-hmm. people, they think, oh, it's boring, so it must be very clever. No, that has nothing to do. If okay. it is boring, it has nothing to do with you are not smart mm-hmm. enough. But I feel that today, sometimes the shows, they are done so that the public, after five minutes, they start to laugh or to applaud or to have so much magical things happening on stage that it's like watching a TV show. I think it can be something much more discreet, subtle, and who takes the public and who takes the audience in a way that they would have not expected. But then they go out and they are changed. Mm-hmm. And to be changed, you have to accept also to go in a, in a place that you don't yeah. know where it is. And to be very sensitive, to be very open, open-minded, to try to get all the small details 
and everything. But the problem is, most of the time, the public is not the problem. I feel the same, the way opera is done today, mm-hmm. I understand why public don't, don't, some of them, they don't want to come. Because I, me also, I go on the break. And it's very often, I see the first yeah. part of a show and then I go because I just feel that the niveau is not high enough. Of course, there are good singers. Of mm-hmm. course, the orchestra is good. But at this moment, I don't feel they respect the audience. They give something yeah. too easy. They give like uh, sugar, sugar and cream. And I don't want that to, mm. <laughs> to have sugar. I, I want yeah. to be changed. I think it's important to understand that opera is a difficult art also because there is singing, it's strange, it's a foreign language, there are acting and there are a lot of actions and there is story and then there is the music style and everything. So it's not something that should be easy from the first listening Mm. and from the first watching. And it can be a process. And sometimes you need to listen to a piece three, four times and then suddenly you feel the magic. But that is important to know. Cosa Fan Tutte, for example, the first time I heard it, I thought it was good. But today, I think it's completely extraordinary. Mm. But because now I have listened to it 10 times, 20 times. Yeah. So it takes time, even for an opera singer, to like a piece. Mm-hmm. So I think from this moment, if the public knows that, it is okay to don't understand something. It's not a big deal. But to Stay curious mm-hmm. and not waiting in your chair that you get advertising. It's not an advertising. So, And would you say there are any spiritual elements in the experience of watching opera in, on the stage? But that's for sure. That's why I say opera is the true lifestyle. And I feel that it, it will never be a hobby, for example. Mm-hmm. It's not the same that going hiking somewhere. or And sometimes hiking, you, you are in the nature and the experience is incredible. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel it like it is an activity. For me, it's mm-hmm. a way of living. And of course, that means in this case, in this meaning, it's a spiritual yeah. experience. You also grew up with the opera and you had a certain image of what this lifestyle is. And were, were there elements that surprised you once you started living uh, actively as an opera singer? No. <laughs> no, because I knew, I, I no, but I was born in it, so yeah. I knew precisely what it is to be like the stress before a concert because I was yeah. there. I was helping my mother. I was the one who hold her dress before uh, going in the, in the, on stage, and I was the one uh, doing her hair and sometimes uh, helping her. I don't know. I, I felt everything, mm. but she also told me, don't do it. It's too difficult. <laughs> it's dangerous and everything. But mm. I didn't care. I didn't care about all those difficulties because I, I knew deep down in me, I couldn't live in a different way. It shows that I am one of the very lucky opera singers that I have uh, engagement for the next years already, and I am not stressed about having jobs. So <laughs> I did the right choice, but I wasn't. Of course, I am not living on a little uh, pink imaginary world. I know yeah. all the realities. I know that it's a harsh world. I know that women also, it's more yeah. difficult for them because when they are 40, suddenly you are too old and everything. I know mm-hmm. all that. For me, it's another challenge. It's like, okay, when I will be 40, how am I going to see to be mm-hmm. still the one that the public and the directors and the colleagues want to sing yeah. with? Uh, of course, there are still surprises sometimes, but mm-hmm. I am never like, wow, is that the life I'm living? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I knew I knew how it was. 
what would you say is the key elements that helps you to succeed this lifestyle that is also I imagine there's a lot of traveling and, and I think intelligence. The main thing mm-hmm. is to work on yourself to be the most complete human being and uh, also in your own life and also the way you want to do your career. So it's a lot of working about yourself, actually. And I I know I am in um, psychotherapy since five or six years, and it's Mm -hmm. so much important, not because, of course, I am not learning about singing at this moment, but I am learning about how to be a human being. And as I said, for me, opera is a lifestyle. So I feel that all the work I do on myself is also truly important on the way I am expressing myself also in interviews and also on stage also with my singing and with my colleagues and everything so that gives me a lot of strength I feel there are a lot of singers they think they should concentrate so much about the singing about their voice about the power in their voice is it loud enough is it beautiful enough and then they don't work on their self and I think that is truly dangerous because at some point you find uh, someone who is manipulative and who destroys you, for example, Mm. or who uh, plays with you and then you are not intelligent enough to see it. So I think to really work on yourself, to also understand, of course, we have so much going on from the childhood and there are so many things we don't have the power on because like education, you have been educated in a way and then you grow up and then you make the same mistakes like your parents. That's so mm-hmm. much a cliche, but it's so much true. And so if you haven't worked on yourself, for example, if I hadn't worked on myself, I could easily become the same woman that my mother. And then also fail like an opera singer when I am 50 years old. So it's yeah. truly important to really be aware of where you come from, who you want to be. Of course, you can't know 100% who you are and you are involving the whole time. So. I am growing up every day and every day I have new questions popping up and I'm like, what? Why am I struggling with this? With that suddenly? Why is it a problem? But I am very sensitive about it and I will never think, no, no, don't think about it. It's better to let it up as it is. So I think that is my big strength and that also helped me to be the one I am today. For me, it would be interesting to ask, what would you say do you value the most in this journey? What your career gave you the most? I would say joy. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are some bad days, but I must say I am a pretty happy. And that, of course, will never be the case if I wasn't living the life I have and the chance I have to, to, to work with amazing people. Because that is the most important, to be surrounded by people who help you to be a better you. And that I'm lucky that there are some days off where I'm just like watching Netflix and eating chips and drinking beer. Of course, yeah. I, can, I can also have some days, but it's truly an exception. And mm-hmm. most of the day are an adventure as a challenge and makes my life so much interesting and mm-hmm. joyful. Yeah, I wanted to really thank you for your time and there's definitely something to learn from your words. Thank you very much.